Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm Raimi Spider-Man Joe Cabello, and this is MCU Spider-Man Chris Asoda. What's up, Chris? Hey, what up? Are your web slingers fully charged, or uh, do you need like a protein shake? I'm not sure if your webs, uh, you know, what do you really need to shoot those? (laughs) I'm all organic. You're all organic. Yeah, GMOs here, actually. You're a big Um, shooter. Yeah, I got those GMOs, uh, the supplements, to make sure I shoot extra. It's almost too thick. It's like a uh, eraser pen. A lot of people have called your webs. It hurts when they come out. <laughs> it's uh, like uh, Wolverine. Yeah, it hurts every time. His claws come out. <laughs> every time. That not that Wolverine uh, so, that said that? No, Spider Man actually said <laughs> It was a deleted scene, but uh, people said it was horrific, and it was. <laughs> uh, we are talking about Spider Man No Way Home today. That is our feature review. This. Uh, it's important to note now, this is the biggest performing movie in theaters since March 2020. And what held the title before that was Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. So we are in a very weird future that if we're lo- if we looked back uh, when we first started getting some comic book movies, some Marvel movies like Blade... And there was stuff before that, but I feel like that was that's a pretty, pretty good era. It, did you ever imagine that twenty twenty one the top two movies would be Spider Man and Let There Be Carnage? Uh, you know, if someone told me the top movie was going to be a Venom movie with Carnage, I'd instantly believe them, right? But after yeah. having, well, seen I mean, it, it all makes sense. After seeing it, I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> Did that movie get that many? Uh, I don't. I don't think I know anyone besides us that saw that movie. And it's, it's a lot of very quiet people. They don't want people to know that they're Venom. <laughs> let there be Carnage fans, but they are. It's it's kind of like uh, liking Joe Rogan these days in certain circles. You know, you say that you listen to that around liberals, they get a little crazy. That's how I feel with cinephiles and Venom too. Let there be Carnage. You don't want those cinephiles to to know. Yeah. I mean, they're waiting outside my house in cars. They're waiting for me to slip up. Oh, no. They're out there, those cinephiles. Uh, so, yeah, we, I just wouldn't even believe these movies exist or that, you know, there'd be so many of them, especially. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really it is no surprise that they're the two most high performing movies but uh just for it's not like it's the first ones it's like the sequel to venom and then the third third spider-man movie the third movie in like a a movie universe that's like 27 movies deep yeah so crazy stuff and we will be reviewing it uh we we thought it really stunk and it was bad but uh (laughs) we'll be reviewing i'm kidding uh, no spoilers. We're going to talk about what we've been watching first. Chris, I'll let you web it off. Yeah. Sling oh, it yeah. off. Let me web sl- sling it off. Sling this one at you. Uh, Chris and Joe, wh- hawk along. The hawk along. My spidey senses are hawkling. <laughs> uh, yes, this episode, very, very uh, exactly what we've been wanting 
wanting with Elena. Yelena. Right? She has a big scene with Macaroni. Oh, yeah. Macaroni sails through the roof right now. Macaroni sales uh, <laughs> higher, um, uh, finally beat Venom 2 for most macaroni sales since COVID. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, if you own stocks in Kraft or even Annie's, you're going to be getting some some extra presents this year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what do you think of uh, their little dynamic? Um, it's interesting because knowing where... I'm assuming where they want to take the these new like young Avengers. I'm a, it seems like it's going to be, you know, uh her as the new Hawkeye with the new Black Widow and they're going to be kind of the main two characters most mm-hmm, likely the leaders. Yeah, so it's interesting to see the uh the seeds of their dynamic cuz I I mean obviously it's not going to be this confrontational uh, when they become allies, but but it was fun to see the confrontation and yeah. that it wasn't instantly like this, uh, you know, like oh look at us, we yeah. we like each other. I loved how tense it was, yeah, despite it, there being still being that like friendly banter, uh, and Yelena just being so confident at all times. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh the opposite of a meet cute but in like a good way a macaroni cute <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this whole time i think meat cute is m-e-a-t <laughs> i do and i still believe it r- until right now uh so yeah uh what else happens in this episode because uh, that's all i could think about the so the there's the main scene. uh action scene where they fight in the uh, used car lot that's like uh, a big portion of what happens in the episode when they meet up. With yeah, the, uh, with uh, Ronan when he actually yeah. becomes Ronan. When he wears this. his plan, <laughs> his plan so funny. Okay, I'll just beat the shit out of her, <laughs> reveal who I am, and be like, "Okay, her, I'll fuck you up. Knock it the fuck off." Like that could have always been the plan. <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't that the plan the last time you fought her? That that was his plan when he originally confronted them at the KB Toys, but he just got his ass kicked immediately. And this time he's like, I need to Batman my way in first. Yeah, this got to be one-on-one. Uh, so I don't really know where this thing's headed other than uh, the uh, the Kingpin showing up and the the mom being a baddie did you sniff out that the mom was a baddie i don't know i mean the the internet is so uh obsessed with her being the what the internet is so obsessed with her being a care like this certain villain but it, it is just funny to to be like you know oh there's a hawkeye show and the mom is just casually played by vera Firminga. it's like okay she's way more oh, seriously than, yeah then they're letting on yeah because i think at least the first two episodes she's so low-key and she's certainly an important person to uh, uh kate bishop but as far as like who she is and the move she's making you're just kind of like vera <laughs> There's got to be more to this, Vera, but it yeah. definitely seems there is going to be 
And I knew it like once she ratted out or didn't didn't rat out her husband, but as soon as she was like instantly worked all that out, I was like, all uh-huh. right, this this girl's <laughs> trying to cover something up. As some people would say, she smelt it, and whoever smelt it <laughs> dealt it. Yeah, it's it's funny uh, like uh, how much of a shitty mom she seems like she is. And oh uh, yeah, like it's just, like you've it's like uh, Kate, you've you've known her your whole life, and she's been the shitty the whole time, and like you haven't yeah. ever noticed, like, huh? Why does my mom so fucking weird? Although I, I guess Kate kind of sucks too. Oh uh, yeah, she's like, true. what are you doing off at college? Oh, destroying <laughs> everything, destroying a landmark, <laughs> a historical. Landmark. Yeah, seriously. Uh, the other it, thing. Oh, don't worry, it was a Confederate bell. <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna take it down anyway. Um, the the other thing that's funny though is like her, uh, uh, her mom's new husband Jack, or boyfriend. He gets like arrested and it's just funny because, you know, the internet also thinks like, oh, he's this other character that's like possibly a Mephisto. <laughs> Every time I just accuse fans yeah. of thinking that. And they Mephisto do. Mephisto with a giant red circle around his face. Uh, I just think it's cool. It would be cool if he's just this sick ass guy that's like totally a normal dude. Normal, nice. He's like into into six swords. He's like, oh, that sword fucking pops out of like a uh, it's it's handle. That's awesome. I'm gonna buy that shit. I love and like when he when he fought uh, Kate Bishop or when they fenced the first time, he was genuinely like, ah, you know what? I I don't want to (laughs) like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to beat her. I don't want to look like an ass and and her immediately. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that you can call your shot uh, that I think that is, that could be what happens. Yeah. It would be. Or he could be Mephisto. (laughs) My money's on Mephisto. Honestly. I'm thinking uh, Hawkeye's wife is Mephisto. Or actually maybe his kids, his whole family. Well, Mephisto could be more than one person at one time. So (laughs) you don't know. Oh, I think actually the other notable thing for this episode that I really wanted to bring up is seeing, I think for the first time, what the blip looked like for somebody. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So they did show it once before in the uh, WandaVision show with the uh, the military character that when she's in the hospital and she comes back and her mom has already passed. Okay. Yeah, like- I... Uh, I barely remember it, but yeah, was it was it similar? And yeah, that, like, yeah. She like stays. She on like them. sits there and then comes re comes back and and then is like, "Where's my mom? She was just here." And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Okay, now I remember. Uh, it, I, I don't know why this one stuck out to me too. Maybe they just have just a. Like it's a cool... way cooler transition for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, the the transition of splashing the water in the face and yeah. like coming back. Um, really cool stuff. So that's always good to see. I think there's still so much fodder in the blip, just mm. normal stories or even like subhero stories because yeah. that's just like a um, robust bunch yeah. of stories. Well, because if you think about it, it's like... 
taking the leftovers, the show, the leftovers, mm-hmm. and then being like, okay, what if in the next they do a new season, and in this season, everyone that disappeared comes back suddenly, and then there's all these characters who are like, oh, I thought I moved on, or yeah, I thought I lost you, and now you're back. It's like there's just so much to that. Yeah, I would love to see more of that. And the leftovers never did th- that part of it. They're coming back, yeah. but what they what was different about theirs, which might have been interesting to see, and spoilers for the leftovers, uh, was that whole concept of all those people were on Earth living that whole time without everybody else. Too. Yeah, so it was like eight percent of the population disappears one day, but in their world. You know, uh, 92%. 92% disappeared. Yeah. And just like both parties moving on and meeting again, there's something really tragic to that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this went from Hawkeye to the leftovers <laughs> as it should. Uh, the leftover mac and cheese. Oh, we brought it back. Yes. All of our subscribers are going to be getting t-shirts and sucking vibrators now. <laughs> So just send us your address. Sucking vibrators, Sucking vibrators with Mephisto's face on it. And, you know, leftover Mephisto. mac and cheese. Who would eat that leftover mac and cheese? The kingpin. Oh, and who is the kingpin? Mephisto. <laughs> so it all works out. Uh, let me let my cat out real quick. Okay. All right, that was the cat break sponsored by Mephisto. All right, so moving on from the Hawkeye, um, let me shout out a show I've been watching. I don't hey, know if you've wait, been watching Wait, are we going to talk real quick about the Kingpin reveal at the end? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah sorry. Which uh, You mean Mephisto, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mephisto, I'm calling my shot. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio coming back from the Daredevil Netflix series to play and reprise his role as the kingpin pretty insane everyone's kind of been anticipating or guessing this and i was talking about how all these netflix or all these uh marvel shows for disney plus have been revealing their villains in the last episode of their series like every time Mm -hmm. and uh so it's interesting to uh to see that it's they're actually utilizing their previous shows even though those shows are not really were never canon technically yeah it makes you wonder are they canon now yeah is that or is it just that they're just some sort of variant of those characters so you kind of get the gist of their their vibe and essence but that's not necessarily set in stone but yeah yeah i didn't watch many of those okay the netflix ones i watched a little bit of jessica jones and um, just a couple episodes of some of the others. Uh-huh. And I just wasn't into the tone of any of those shows. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't something I, I wanted to watch. Yeah. So some of them were kind of all over the place. I, I think Daredevil was the most consistent over its three seasons. And then I think uh, Luke Cage was, fi- was like, okay, for the two seasons. Jennifer Jones was good the first season, but then it like really lost me in the second season. And uh, Iron yeah. Fist was. 
those shows tend to drag to me. Like they felt like, okay, if you just made this these episodes half hour, uh, this might be better. It yeah, or if they like had filler. like half the episodes, because that's what's great. Yeah. Like Hawkeye is six, but I think those those uh those Netflix Jessica ones Jones were like was twenty four. <laughs> It was like a full. Uh, it was early two thousands TV network television show. It was run. like, can you please get out of this this <laughs> season? Uh, but yeah, we got Kingpin. Let's see what he can do. See how powerful he is. That it's always uh, fun to see that character's interpretations. Yeah, Vincent Nofrios was great as Kingpin too. He just seemed this huge like menacing dude that was really scary and got really mad a lot so i'm curious i know that man i see him when i look in the mirror (laughs) mephisto (laughs) i've been mephisto all right well any other thoughts about hawkeye uh that's it that's it all right cool i want to shout out this show i've been watching it's uh, a new darling i i from what I hear, Station Eleven on HBO Max. This is based on a book, um, and a book of the same title, and uh, it's about a deadly flu that <laughs> wipes off the population. Uh, somebody described this as a uh, very like Damon Lindelof's work and J.J. Abrams, you know, the okay. Lost. Uh, Lost Ilk, it's show ran by Patrick Somerville, who was a writer on The Leftovers and uh, recently did the HBO show Made for Love, which I didn't see, but I uh, do want to check that out. And uh, so I was interested to see it if it is truly Lin- Linda Lothian. Uh, let's see it, even though the, you know, the flu premise, I was like, I don't know if this is really. Yeah, it sounds too sci-fi and unbelievable. For me. So unbelievable. Way too unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, uh, this show is really good. It's, um, you know, definitely a flu pandemic uh, show. And there's many scenes that uh, I don't think would be as harrowing or uncomfortable to watch if we haven't been going through what we're going through right now. That's not necessarily a criticism. I, I think it's built in to what the show is uh so i i would warn of that but it's just so good and it's about it spans i think about 30 years or so maybe even more than that through people's lives uh that are going through this pandemic or or who went through the pandemic i should say uh and yeah i don't want to give away too much but it's very relationship based you know, this isn't uh, something where it's really focusing on the uh, the pandemic so much as it is focusing on the relationships through time with each other in those contexts. So I found it to be a really sweet and deep show. I would highly recommend just checking out the, fir- the first episode. You'll be hooked, I think. Yeah, I mean, what's got Mackenzie Davis in it? I feel like she doesn't do bad shows, right? Yeah, she's and she does, she's she's very good all the time. Yeah, a really cool character. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend. There's three episodes out right now. 
and there's going to be uh, a new episode every Thursday. So weekly viewing. And it's this is one of those shows that, you know, on Thursday, I'm going to be eager to watch it. You know, we have how to with John Wilson now uh, that that's that's true for. And then uh, this show is another one of those really good stuff. Station 11. Check it out. Chris, what else oh, you've yeah. been watching? Yeah, because uh, I just finished the last two episodes of Succession this week, too. So, I oh, yeah, we're new uh, Sunday HBO shows to watch other than Curb. Yeah, which is which has been fun. I've had fun. Get it going back in the Curb world. Yeah, um, they've not quite had too many episodes this season that I'm I'd be like, you have to watch this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some episodes of that type of comedy TV show that you're like, oh, I could, I want to sh- share this with people, but uh, not, yeah. not quite hit those levels, but still fun. Uh, that is that a good time to uh, talk about MacGruber? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so MacGruber is a new Peacock, right? TV show, yeah. Peacock original. Uh, sequel to the 2010 classic MacGruber. classic film if you haven't seen mcgruber you need to go see it it is uh one of those just all around funny movies uh, i think if it came out maybe a few years earlier when it when there was kind of a wave of more adam farrell adam mckay movies yeah i think it would be a a known classic, but I think it's still a little bit of an indie classic. Yeah, I think or the, pr- cult, the problem with it I is that uh, it's based on an SNL property, so a lot of people just immediately wrote it off as like, "I don't care about this." How can they make a, a like three minute bit about MacGyver into a full movie funny? Yeah, and of the whole point of the MacGruber sketch, yeah, was how stupid it was. Yeah. To do over and over, you know, because SNL has had plenty of um, repetitive sketches or, you know, that's not even the right word for it. But um, what would you call it? Just uh, sketches that come back. They get repeated. It's always Um, the same bit, but they'll just insert a new uh, different context, like high profile guest or whatever to add a different flavor to it. But it's always like the same joke, basically. Yeah, the same premise, but like different jokes played out in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still like interesting on their own. The MacGruber sketches always felt like, oh no, this is like a bad sketch, huh. and they're 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 doing it again in a bad way. Yeah, and that's part of the joke and the yeah. fun. Yeah, it's like it's just how stupid can we be? You know, because because whenever it was on, it was never like, oh, the MacGruber sketch, my favorite one. You know, I was like, I wish they made a movie mm-hmm. of this. It wasn't ever like that. It was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is this is funny because it's so silly and, and ridiculous. But... Not like that. Uh, that one SNL sketch that became a movie, King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah. Uh, based off the Pete Davidson sketch, <laughs> that character. Uh, but yeah, th- so MacGruber, that's your MacGruber primer. But if you have seen MacGruber and you liked it, the show acts like an eight episode movie, much like the MCU stuff. <laughs> and for my money, it's just as funny. It's 
it somehow even with doing so much of the same shtick yeah is so funny and still feeling fresh uh-huh and it's just like a great classic action movie yeah yeah cuz that's that's part of the thing with like the original movie is that f- you know, they do this bit, but for a full movie. And what it is, is it's basically just an homage to 80s, over-the-top 80s action movies. But, like, with with ultra-violence and then, like, humor about sucking dicks a lot. You know? That's, like, that's what it is, you know? Like, <laughs> well, if- it's just, like, what if the, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character, the Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. was a total prick and weeb? <laughs> yeah. That's... That's what the whole thing is. So, but everything follows the same beats. It's not like, oh, the fact that he's a prick and a like weirdo doesn't really fuck up anything more than what gets fucked up in regular action movies anyway. Uh-huh. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like what's I think what this show shows off more than what the movies the movie did is that MacGruber is still a very capable person when it comes to getting Mm. the job done you know like there's lots of bits where he seems like incompetent in certain ways but it's like no actually he the the reason they want him is because he is really good at what he does yeah he gets the the guy behind that is is like a a psycho but yeah it's the uh the ends justify the means like as far as means you would never want to hire him but when he saves the world so many times, <laughs> you're like, you know, we have to put up with MacGruber shit yeah. and the way they ratchet up what that means, like having to put up with the hero shit, uh-huh. but it just being this guy who's <laughs> just inappropriate at every like level, an ultra petty. And he's just so like- petty. He's like, it's funny how he's like inarguably a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, just down to his core, he will sell out his friends in a second <laughs> if it means his own well-being. Uh-huh. Uh, but we still love him. Yeah. Uh, I this is worth the Peacock subscription. Yeah, and Peacock isn't bad. Uh, they have some good stuff. They have good movie selection. I think of kind of more classic, classic uh, Paramount. Is it or no, whatever Paramount the hell Plus Peacock is? is a- it's they're the same uh but uh whatever what hey, one was just Halloween just real kills quick. on to to watch this movie halloween kills was on peacock but okay for yeah. example when we were like oh mcgruber is out now i gotta sign up i went to paramount plus signed up for everything uh-huh. looked through it and was like where's mcgruber and then i saw oh fuck it's peacock god damn it fuck so perfect example though of like those two services being list like nebulous like what is on here but uh they do have the new saved by the bell um they've got oh battleship everyone loves battleship battleship's a a fun one it's not faithful but (laughs) it is good uh yeah they have a lot of like cool movies on there harry potter collection everyone loves harry potter True. Psych. I think they the have Spider-Man. Psych movies. Yeah, Spider-Man. Which one? <laughs> they say. You know which one. Uh, Yeah, good stuff, MacGruber. Uh, truly incredible. I think you will laugh your ass off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
All right, very good. Um, moving on. I uh, want to shout out a new movie that came out on Hulu, uh, Mother Android, Mother Slash Android. And this starts uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. And the synopsis is, in a post-apocalyptic world rocked by a violent android uprising, a young pregnant woman and her boyfriend desperately search for safety. So it is an AI uprising movie. So I will say it does it doesn't necess- it doesn't offer anything new at all to that genre. Uh-huh. Uh but I still really like this movie. I think the opening sequence is worth it alone. Just throw that on it's a it's a creepy short film even if you turned it off after that. Okay. of AI uprising. Is it uh, like again, the, I don't think it's anything. Is it like the intro to 28 weeks later? Um no. Okay. But yes. <laughs> uh there and I mean no in that it's not like it cinematically, but yes in that there are monkeys infected with rage. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh but it is it's just like uh if you wanted to see what happens when androids uprise, uh-huh. you know, I think we love to see that. Like, what's the the first moment for someone when zombies arrive? What's the first moment when AI uprises? Those yeah. are always, it's fun to see those get executed. Uh-huh. And I think it's a pretty good scene of it. The rest is a pretty contained and quiet. Uh, actually, quiet's incorrect, but a contained AI uprising movie where it's about the pregnant woman and the father trying to get to safety before she gives birth. So similar uh, to Finch in many ways, where you have like all this big threat around you, you still don't really see it, but you feel it all the time. Uh, but there, there are uh, plenty of good action scenes in it too, but uh, it's not like, uh, what, what would you say? Um, a Terminator level, Terminator three level, you know, types of scenes going on. Uh, but I think that's its strength. Okay. Uh, I would recommend, I, I would recommend that first five, 10 minutes, like I said, and then from there you're either going to keep watching it or not, but I trust you will get enough out of that sequence. That's mother Android. That's on Hulu right now. And they are a sponsor. So put in <laughs> then <laughs> We're giving uh, bad reviews to a bunch of stuff. Then every time there's a good review and that movie is a sponsor. So use your code. <laughs> and Chris, what else you've been watching? So let's see. Uh, I also watched a movie, a, uh, a new Donnie Yen action movie called raging fire. Oh yeah. The newest one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just came out like a, a month ago, about a month ago in America. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, about a two hour movie with him and he's like a cop and basically the premise is um there's like a group of cops in his like squad that um beat up a suspect to death basically like on accident and he gets them all sent to prison for like a bunch of years and then they all get out and want revenge and mm-hmm. so it's like him and his squad versus his new squad versus like his old squad. And they all are like 
have this big vendetta against him. But yeah, so it's kind of it's not as much like a crazy martial arts movie as it is just like pure action with lots of like shooting too. Oh, uh, okay. And and there's even some like uh car scenes that do some crazy stuff that's reminiscent of like a Fast and Furious kind of thing. But uh but none of it is like better than any of those things too. So like I don't think this is definitely not my favorite Donnie Yen movie. I think there's too much story in between the action scenes that gets kind of mm. boring and slows it down. Um, but that also might be because like the translation is not that great. So it just makes it less interesting. Oh uh, yeah. That's that, that can be true. And you don't know once, you know, Donnie Yen's getting older. Is he going to tr- be trying to do those uh. hand-to-hand fight scenes so much? And also, is he just like more interested in flexing some of these other just straight movie muscles? Just yeah. acting and, and being in something that's not punch punch constantly. I wonder how much of it is that or or not. Yeah, so uh, I did hear like middling things where it's it's got some good stuff, but it's not necessarily a standout. Not yeah. like uh Fat Dragon. Yeah, Enter the Fat Dragon way better paced. <laughs> the action is way more fun than this, I think. I just still remember that movie. Lighthearted action for the most part. And then at some point in the film, he just shoots two guys in the head. <laughs> like, okay, someone talk to these guys. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Um, let's see. Uh, I That's all I'm really down to talk about this week for, for what I've been watching. Don't have much to say about anything else I watched. Uh, you, what else have you watched, Chris? That's uh, That's it for me, too. Well, I think people are web slinging their thing a linging for Spider Man. Why don't we jump into our feature review of Spider Man No Way Home? This is the newest MCU Spider Man movie with Spider Man's identity now revealed. Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Now, Chris, let's hear what you think about No Way Home and also just a little summary of how you've liked this uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies because this is technically the third MCU Spider-Man movie, correct? Um, And then he's, of course, appeared in in many of the Avengers and other movies. Yeah, yeah. so I've I've definitely liked Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I feel like he does a good job of being of then the the previous two Peter Parkers of being like a very young uh Peter Parker. I feel like the other actors seem very old even when they portray them in their first movies that they're in high school and you're like this guy's in high school. He's like in his Yeah, mid-20s. like Andrew Garfield definitely felt like college slash like young adult and uh, what's his name? Uh, Toby Maguire felt always felt like, dude, you're 28. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've definitely, yeah, I felt like he's just a great, excellent portrayal of Spider-Man. I feel like pretty much flawless. I don't think there's anything I have a problem with 
in regards to his portrayal. Um, but yeah, so this movie. Um, oh, can I ask one other question too? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, what's yeah. <laughs> I won't if it's if you really don't want me to. <laughs> I won't. Uh, the uh, do you have a favorite Spider-Man portrayal, or maybe not even favorite spy favorite, but the one that you connect with who Spider-Man is, you know, is that Tom Holland? Is it for me? It's the uh, animated series, Spider-Man, the animated series, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, that's, that's the Spider-Man that I want and I look for and like that I think in my head of what uh, he is. What about you? Yeah, I guess my favorite portrayal of him, I definitely loved that the 90s Spider-Man show growing up. But uh, the thing is, like, I watched all of the Spider-Man shows, animated series that they had after that one, too. And I would say my favorite is portrayal of him has been there was a cartoon in the. uh, Was it like 2008 or something, but it was called Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And that was on, I'm sure it was on like Fox or something too. But uh, that was definitely my favorite because I remember the animation was like, they they had talked about this in interviews, but like the anim- animation was kind of simplified and like characterized with this extra cartoonish look, but it was so they could do the animation better. And so all mm-hmm. of the fight scenes were like really, really good. And uh, I think it ended like the first season ended with like a Sinister Six fight. And it was always just really awesome. That's what that that was like when I was like, oh, this is like peak Spider-Man that the movies can't do because they have to use CG for everything. Mm -hmm. But like now that with the Tom Holland stuff, it's like they can do what they've been doing in this this show. Yeah. And how about like the Peter Parker character? Is that also your answer for that? Like. The characterization of who this hero is, you know, because I think like Tobey Maguire's, of course, different than Andrew Garfield's, different than yeah, uh, than what is it the uh, the porn Spider Man? If you look that up, that one's a very oh, different Peter Parker. I haven't seen that one though. <laughs> I don't know if he's any good. But... Someone's listening, going, "There was a porn one." Trust me, there was, and it's worse. Than you think. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. yeah, I just I feel like that there's some people who are such big Spider-Man fans. They've ingested a lot. You've you've taken in a lot more Spider-Man than I have. So I just can't imagine like what is a, a pure Spider-Man to everybody. You know, it has to be a little different. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I feel like the animated ones in general are all pretty much the same or pretty similar compared to like looking at the movie ones, but I feel like Tom Holland is closer to that than uh, the other two previous ones. All right. Now as the uh, audience is wondering, what did you guys think of the movie? Who cares about your Spider-Mans? Chris, what did you think about this? Movie? Yeah. I, I, I love the movie. I, I thought it was, pretty much perfect i just i loved everything about it um i feel like this movie is kind of 
when people are like, oh, what's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Um, Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse came out and I was like, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, and I feel, but I feel like this one can kind of stand like side by side with that movie as like my favorite Spider-Man stories. All it took was a multiverse. Yeah. That's all it needs. All it takes. Or a Spider-Verse, really. Patent pending on that (laughs) name. Um, Yeah. But uh, I thought it's excellent. Top tier Marvel. Top tier Spider-Man. So much fun. You know, the trailer shows all these villains. It's like you get all of them together and it's like a party, you know, Uh, all the all the best, all the greatest hits are in this one. Yeah, it's like, oh, the whole time all we wanted was to see a lot of the villains we know and a lot of the heroes we know. Yeah. Like, that, that's what the movies for so long didn't understand. Mm-hmm. When it's like, no, that's all we want. I feel like these movies get that. Yeah. And a lot of the late Marvel ones were getting that too, where it's like, I don't, I don't, if these are what they are, chalk it full of cool stuff that i love to see you know this yeah it's that like, is what it is you look at why everyone loves the comics so much or the games or the cartoons it's like they can do whatever they want they can have whoever they need and they can mix up all the stuff but you you think of movies and you're like well they can't really get an actor to show up for like one day to play a just like a two minute bit in a whole movie. Yeah. And and, and finally, a lot, like, the audience won't understand. Yeah. You know, cause somebody's reading the script who can sign off on the check uh-huh. and they don't really know Spider-Man. So they're like, well, it didn't make sense that this guy just showed up and you're like, no, but it does. <laughs> yeah. Cause people know Spider-Man. So yeah. Like green goblin would just fly by and say, you're a bitch Spider-Man. <laughs> And that makes sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't really. You should set up his, you know, so I, I think that's kind of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How, how did you feel about it? Sucked. No. Uh, so <laughs> with the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, uh, my, like I said earlier, my Spider-Man is that animated series Spider-Man who always, you know, so confident, so uh, witty, so so smart yeah really smart that's that's like the one thing about him that they haven't really stressed with these other spider-mans except for i think andrew garfield but yeah he is really he's really smart yeah he's a smart guy and so i just always like that confident wisecracking spider-man for me the tom holland one is good uh, and I think it's more testament to the the character and the writing, but he frustrates me because he is just a dope. He's a nerd, uh, doesn't know how to talk to anybody, uh, messes up constantly. And, you know, that's what you want out of a character because the characters like that make choices, the wrong choices. Yeah. But he's so kind of like, I want to see the Spider-Man who's, his wisecracking and all that and being not just wisecracking because they're being awkward. You know, I think that's where his, this Tom Holland wisecracks come from is just kind of being like, wow, you look really good in purple. Oh, I shouldn't have said that instead of like saying like, well, Hey, what's up, Roy? Where's, 
your white tiger, you know, some sort of like clever joke about someone's outfit. Uh-huh. That was really clever, right? Yeah, yeah. Off the top of your head. Uh, so that for that reason, I've never really loved his, but I've appreciated uh-huh. it and really liked it. Okay, so if that makes did sense. you like? Did you like Andrew Garfield like way more than? Because of that, because he—it's so hard to say. Like a confidence to his his sarcasm mm-hmm. and his jokiness, like his his Spider-Man very much was like uh, intentionally sarcastic and funny. I feel like when he would, you know, I did movie. like it. I liked it better, but also no because of what it was in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like the, the yeah, it's garbage. I'd rather have the Spider-Man I don't like uh-huh. in a better movie than the Spider-Man I like in a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, in the first Spider-Man movie uh, with Tom Holland, I I didn't really like because it felt like it wasn't giving us what we wanted or it wasn't giving us uh, the full Spider-Man story. It was holding back. It was holding back the the sacrifice moment, the loss moment. And it was really playing kind of a simple story. And I just didn't think it was pushing the character. You know, it was almost like a, a, a non-origin story superhero movie uh, coming off the heels of... Uh, and of course, we didn't want to see another origin Spider-Man story. Yeah. But it also felt like it was still playing in that small oh, he's just learning how to be Spider-Man world and didn't have that crescendo of huge loss. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was fine. And then the second one I hated by virtue of what it is, the uh, Far From Home, because the first half of it is essentially just a bad superhero movie on purpose because it's mysterious mysterious plan like oh here's elementals like oh here's the stupidest villain and reason for them existing and that's the <laughs> superhero movie you're watching huh. you know like if i told you oh it's the super who's this new superhero moon knight oh he's a guy who fights the elementals five elements that came from another dimension to destroy the world you'd be like okay that sounds like fucking fine uh you know, but that's not exciting. And of course, that's because it's just mysterious as mysterious <laughs> plan. But that's half the movie that you're in that you're in a shitty superhero movie. So I didn't really like that. Found it to be a frustrating movie for that reason. Uh, but I think I am in the yeah. minority for that. Also, but, like uh, I know you really hate Europe in general. <laughs> this is true. Uh, not a great place that Europe. So the languages, not interested in it. The, the uh-huh. accents. So yeah, you're spot on. So maybe if they went to like an Asian country, I would have enjoyed Far From Home much better. And we should say now that we are going to be doing spoilers, uh, probably for the movie. They'll slip. I do think you should just go watch the movie as blind as possible. I think Chris agrees. Yeah. Um, the longer you go, the more you're going to get kind of the fun spoilers. I do think it's still a good movie regardless. Um, but yeah, just to say that. So my thoughts on this movie is that I absolutely loved it. 
I think uh, this is what I want to see in a superhero movie. And I think I've alluded to that as we've been discussing this, uh, the Spider-Man series in this movie, is that I just want to see a bunch of characters. I want to see a bunch of villains. I just want to see the cool stuff. Don't don't do this thing where you play coy with it because you want so many movies. Like, we'll keep showing up. Waste all your villains in the first movie. I'll watch <laughs> it, the second one still. Uh, so I just love how how it is a fantasy. It is just a, such a comic book movie yeah. in how much it adds, uh, how many different characters and uh, just had a great time with it. I do think there's a lot of discussion now with this movie being kind of bullying out a lot of other movies too, like uh, smaller movies, non-superhero movies uh, from the theaters these days. And I do want to see these movies like this in theaters. And I also want movies that aren't franchise uh, stuff to, to be able to fill up the movie theaters and succeed and not get bullied out of it and have time. Right, like have more than two weeks so that people can say, "Hey, this movie's really good." Then go see it and get yeah. a second win because that does happen. Uh, but this movie is just proof of like, no, I want these movies to happen too. I want Dominic Toretto and the Transformers teaming up to fight the Universal monsters. Those are movies oh, I'm definitely. all fine with. You know, and this this is such a reminder of that. So I love this movie. I think. Tom Holland's Peter Parker pissed me off a lot in it, but uh-huh. that's a feature, not a bug. You know, it, it, that's just good, good uh, writing conflict there. So, yeah. and having a, a character who is so themselves that they can't help but screw up. But yeah, I just, I hate this Peter Parker as a person. <laughs> it's like, dude, get it together (laughs) yeah you fix it you fix the situations but you also are the only reason they happen so you don't get much credit uh but yeah loved the movie we'll get into deeper spoilers now for sure so how about we do that those were just light spoilers um but yeah let's get into it uh chris did you have a favorite villain that show uh came back uh yeah, um Spider-Man. Oh. Really great and, uh, making his life miserable. He really is. It's like dude, just read a room and you won't have fucked up that spell. <laughs> like he asks you to stop talking. Some people are saying uh, uh, he was uh, Doctor Strange was a big dick in this movie. Did you think he was a big dickhead in this movie? Um, I mean, he just seems kind of uh, incompetent in that he's like, oh, I know how to fix your problem. I'll make everyone forget your identity. And then doesn't think like, Maybe he would want some people to remember. It. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I should anything. ask. He's just like, nah, it's zero to a hundred. Like, we're doing this right now. I'm not even gonna talk to you. Just boom. And uh, it seems like he's a pretty big arrogance. For, it's for doing that. But, it's uh, arrogance of just thinking this is the best. Of course I know, and very yeah. stupid. Uh, but I think he was. 
as well just fine with the way he's treating Peter Parker. Peter yeah, Parker yeah. was just going that's, well, wild. That, that is that just seems like within uh, Stephen Strange's character because he is kind of arrogant and like you know trying to flex his fucking special abilities and be like I can do this it's easy I do this all the time it's funny how he's like minimalizing it like oh I've done it I did it to Wong remember that party I made you forget it it's like dude you're just fucking around with the magic and then you're like I'm gonna do this crazy ass one that could ruin the entire multiverse it's fine for this kid it, w- yeah, it was funny we- that he's, like, uh, chastising him for, you didn't call first to see if you yeah. could. Uh, and I think there's something really uh, human to that, of of that, like, fuck up. Let's let's go 100 to fix this and not yeah. think to do the, the small thing that could maybe fix it. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny because, like, it is true that, Part of the reason he wanted to do it is because the whole MIT thing. But also, it's like, in the grander scale, things are genuinely fucked for those people just because of all the stuff that's going It's interesting that, like, someone can use Stark Tech's stuff and then say it was Spider-Man. And uh, I'm assuming, like, Gwyneth Paltrow... Uh, a lot of people are absent in this movie that should be there right yeah that are like they're like well it's your company what why does he have all this stark tech stuff and she's like yeah no comment i guess like (laughs) what's going on you know all she'd have to say is like they just look into that guy and like oh you know what he's an ex-employee he did he specialized in all this stuff and he very clearly and obviously did all this stuff. Yeah. And I, I I get the bit is supposed to be because, like, people believe anything and all the fake news bullshit. Yeah, but for, like, a sh- uh, movie series with these characters who were, you know, so much to each other or they knew people who were so much with, to each other, like, why yeah. isn't she stepping in? I felt yeah. that, that absence big uh-huh. time where I'm like, yeah. man, like, or, like, can my guy just do an interview? Go on an interview and like tell your side. Yeah, you don't have a public statement to make. It's it's just funny too to think of like Tony Stark died for this, and he's sitting there like I don't, I want this to make this kid's life better and him be safe, and the exact opposite is (laughs) happening, and it's all with my technology. Great. (laughs) Yeah, he's rolling in his suit, his Iron Man suit. Just for clarification, in case you thought I meant a pin stripe suit or a tuxedo, even a zoot suit, a <laughs> very baggy, which you could rotate in really uh, easily. Which is actually, it's canon that he was buried in a zoot suit. It's part of. <laughs> they had to fold like the pant legs were full, flapped over the casket. They had to shove it, <laughs> shove them in, like a tent packing a tent. Uh, but uh, yes, I just uh, it, it just goes to show how annoying Peter is. Sorry, everybody, but <laughs> yeah, I I still thought uh, how quick it gets into everything. I thought was really fun. The 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 speed of um, going through all of that into what his dilemma would be. Uh, I just it felt very much like a a roller coaster ride. Maybe Martin Scorsese yeah. was right. These are just theme park rides. 
Just theme park rides. Uh, but the villains, so you, how much of it were you surprised about as far as cameos? Um, I guess none of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, not to say that I wasn't very excited and very happy to see all of these <clears throat> these cameos, but being someone that's always reading those articles and tweets about this stuff, it's like, there was months ago people were like, oh, you know, uh, Charlie Cox is going to play Daredevil in it. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the leaked put fic- picture of uh, of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And they're just saying how they're denying it the whole time. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, I, I was I the same. And I don't ultimately, even. Uh, I don't read as much of this, like, movie related stuff because I try to keep away from that but i still like you couldn't help but something sliding past that you're like yeah okay if they're saying that fucking those spider-men are gonna show up yeah well the other thing too is like this is this is marvel and they have so much money the fact that they're they're showing all these villains um i guess it's like they're clearly spending so much money why wouldn't they have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? It mm-hmm. would be a, such a missed opportunity that it's like, if you weren't going to have them, just don't do it. Yeah. You know? it was yeah, don't bring like, back Dr. Octopus. It would be shitty. Now that we've all, everyone's seen and loved into the Spider-Verse, you're going to make this other movie where it's just villains. People are going to be like, no, that's not, good enough you know yeah they're not gonna they're still gonna want more um, totally so it is the movie is such a feat but that they did all this though it's like they're doing the impossible and you're like wow they really have like made watching these five other spider-man movies important to this story yeah and it is really it is amazing and you couldn't do it in any other time than kind of what we've been living in in the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only things that I was like curious if they would be in this movie that ultimately, well, I guess one partially was, but like I was curious if they were going to have venom be like, yeah, actually in it. Cause I know that, you know, there's usually like a sinister six, but there was only five villains. So I was like, Oh man, they're, showing like five villains but there's definitely a should be a sixth because that's always what spider-man is but i guess he, he is the sixth in his own story right it was flash flash thompson <laughs> oh, yeah. was actually the sixth uh yeah i was hoping he would go into it i don't think i think that would be a step too much still like uh-huh. As much as I want it still i do think it would be a step too much well, what where... about a tool for grace though Yes. If we even just saw a shot of him, that would be enough for me. But, uh, yeah, I think it would, like, take too much away from all the emotional elements that were there. Because uh, each character, each villain got to have a little bit of something. You know, redemption or at least characterization. So yeah. Venom would really work as a late edition where he just showed up as a surprise that would have been amazing but then you'd be like wait now this really feels cheap 
Like, so it is amazing that even the limited amount of time that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire have in this movie. Yeah. I think they still do a great job, even without having seen the other ones, other movies of like, oh, I kind of get something about these guys. Uh It's not just like, hey, there's Gorpo. We all know Gorpo from Philanial 6, the second movie in the Galaxria trilogy. You know, it's not that. There was a lot of meat to them. So I'll give this movie a lot of credit for that. It gives enough to all the cameo characters. Yeah, true. Kind of like definitely goes light on the lizard and Sandman character. It does, but I feel like just from the get go, this the Sandman character, how he is, you know, uh, ready to team team up with Spider Man, and is really Uh conflicted about what's going on. Yeah, Uh, I felt like there was a lot there. Not so much on the Lizard Man, but he's also like canonically the less important villain in the spider-man movies like you just kind of forget even who that actor is yeah you're like this was this was something (laughs) apparently they wanted you to forget who the actor is because like there there's bits in there where you know like um the sandman and the lizard both of their scenes where they they become human Mm -hmm. they were scenes reused from their original movies oh really <laughs> yeah yeah uh i was listening to a couple podcasts talking about it but basically yeah it's the i guess the the lizard guy has had a very shady past of like possibly being like a a predator oh, or something no. and so they didn't really want to actually have him in it oh, God. and then and um the Sandman, gosh, what's his name? Uh, great actor. Yeah, great actor. Sideways. Everyone loves Sideways. Wings. Everyone loves Wings. Yeah, uh, great comedic actor. Uh, it's such yeah. A, so strange he, uh, to see him. They didn't want to spend money to make him the age. It was easier <laughs> to just make him <laughs> sand. So they just did that. I'm sand. Uh, that's my impression of Thomas him. Hayden really Church, Thomas yeah. Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, I really did incredible. like how when they introduce him, he is uh, an, a good guy. Essentially, it was like because in the end of of the Spider Man Three, you're like, wait a minute, he he's like friends. He's not an, an actual bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He he just really was in a bad situation, put in a bad, yeah. a horrible situation. And you know what's funny is like when shit started going bad in their apartment, and he just like bounces. He just turns to dust and leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, like, what the fuck? He's turning? Like, why would he do that? And then later it ex- it's like, oh, he just wants the box because he just wants to push it and be like, fuck it. I'm going back because I'm fine. Like, yeah. I'll go back. I don't die. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck these I'm guys. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it definitely. And he that's the weird dynamic that's really cool about it. Uh, they're not like five evil villains uh-huh. you know you have the sand guy who's just like dude i know these guys are fucking evil and i'm just <laughs> trying to be as normal as a sand guy can be and i don't yeah. trust them yeah and then you have alfred molina who's like possessed 
yeah, yeah. So, uh, and a good guy who knows he might turn at any second and then you have the jamie fox who's just like the ticking time bomb he's baby driver <laughs> exactly the, did you know this movie just used Jamie Foxx scenes from Baby Driver, which is why he looks <laughs> yeah. nothing like the character in the, the actual There's a deleted movie. scene where uh, he, he's in a car and it drives through some poles and that's how he died. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it really was, though, because his character in, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not that. His character was like this kind of like strange, awkward guy with like buck teeth and like weird messed up hair yeah nerd yeah so that's one of the things that people were arguing about is like he didn't know peter parker's identity at all and he actually didn't know peter parker and so people are very confused as to why he's there and i'm I'm sure they'll give us some answer that they pull out of their ass to be like oh would you okay we'll just we'll redo the movie and we'll take him out okay yeah, who's, you like who that? do we put instead? Well, yeah. I have a good like, answer. He played Venom in Spider-Man 3. And... Or Dane DeHaan as another Green Goblin. <laughs> uh, the Green Goblin suit was really cool from going from the the two different ones. Oh, yeah. The yeah. shredded hood, purple hood. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I thought the, that was like, cool. Like hoodie version of him. He's yeah. Just like, I got some clothes that look very Green Goblin-y. It's always cool I, when they like give a real reason for a costume difference yeah. or like giving a costume and you're like, "Oh, that actually makes sense." Sometimes it can be really cheesy or uh, you know, with any of that type of like explaining a piece of canon. You're alone. Your name is Han Solo. <laughs> for example. Great great origin story there. <laughs> we needed it. We were clamoring for it, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I uh, I really like the dynamic between the three Spider-Mans. Yeah, I thought that was really fun, and you know who would want to see three of the same character interacting? But they really made it work, and they're all it really showed that how distinct they are, both just by natural. Uh, you know them being different actors and playing Spider-Man differently, but in their wow. age and experience too. Like Tobey Maguire's yeah. Spider-Man definitely felt like, dude, I kind of know more than you guys. Like I'm yeah. just a little bit more beat up, but uh, I've been I around the this. block a lot longer than. You yeah, guys like have. he would beat the shit out of both of them. I think. Yeah, with his with his organic web shooters alone. Yeah, totally. Wait till I squirt you. <laughs> yeah, all all the uh, like fan servicey jokes just hit. It was like I was just impressed that they had all these conversations that I feel like you would jokingly spitball, and they're like, "Yes, let's do those and let's execute them well." Yeah, yeah, like uh, earnestly, like mm-hmm. the the fact that the characters aren't just winking; they're like. Yeah. genuinely interested in each other though the joke that doesn't land the or lands the least is uh when the tom holland peter parker and his friends laugh at uh dr otto octavius's name oh yeah i'm just kind of like that feels like a meta comment on like comic book names and like 
dude, uh-huh. just be what you are. You yeah, because at the same time, it's like his name is Otto Octavius. You don't know that his people call him Dr. Octopus yet, right? Yeah. So, like, what is How, funny why is about it even that funny? Other yeah. than, like, you're laughing at whatever his name came from, like the origin of his name. Yeah, it's really it. stupid. It's like it, the movies that do, oh, tights? Like, I'm not wearing tights. You know, like, <laughs> oh, we have to comment on superheroes wearing tights. It's like, dude, just be it. We know that fucking from comics history of decades and decades and decades, they wear tights. You don't need to be so insecure in what you are to make fun of <laughs> the fact that they have crazy names and crazy outfits. So I thought that joke was just a huge stinker in something that could just be itself. You know, this movie isn't a comment on superheroes. It just is a superhero movie. It just is a comic book movie. Yeah. So that joke pissed me off. <laughs> Sounding so <laughs> mad. You had, to, you had to walk out of the theater for about 10 minutes to cool off. And I told everybody. I saw it in 3D, too, I should mention. Oh, you did? Actually, yeah. you know what's funny is I got tickets to see it in 3D. And when we got there, it wasn't it wasn't 3D. It was just a regular Oh, movie wow. And I well, feel like they changed the showing. It's crazy you say that because for me, I thought that's what happened to me. So I went in. I, I saw it was 3D. It was the time I wanted to see it, but I didn't uh-huh. really want to see it 3D. I, I don't think it was bad 3D, but I just like I don't get anything out of that. I think it's distracting, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, let me just like admire the depth of field they created. Like, no, that's what looking at a shot is. I don't need to like. <laughs> yeah. So, you don't need the pumpkin bomb fucking flying at your face. Yeah, seriously. Whoa. Oh, did you guys see that? Well, of course you fucking <laughs> did. Uh, but when I showed my ticket and walked in, they didn't give me anything. And I didn't even see oh. any, like, goggles. So I went over oh. there and I saw, like, even the marquee didn't necessarily say 3D. And I looked at my ticket and it didn't say, like, Spider-Man, No Way Home, 3D. So I was just like... Yeah. Okay, I guess, like, it's just so full they put it in the 3D theater or something. I was like, I don't know. So I just went in, and uh, the trailers are playing. Then the movie's starting, and it says, put on your 3D glasses. And I look back, and there's (laughs) hella people wearing glasses. So I'm like, fuck. And then a bunch of – it happened to a bunch of people. We all ran out, like a whole wave of Uh. people. And there was this little bucket of them behind the person taking tickets. And they didn't give it to us. Like, you have to give it to us. Look at the ticket and give it to us. Uh, But I think the ticket was mislabeled is really like the online ticket. Uh But yeah, that totally sucked. Like, I'm like, fuck, I've sat through all these trailers, which I didn't want to watch. And now I'm going to miss the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Very harrowing. Yeah, because I think what was weird with our movie was we chose a 3D showing because we were like, oh, this it was 10 a.m. showing, and it was empty. The entire theater was empty. So I was like, that's weird. It's a Saturday, 10 a.m. I feel like that would be easy for like anyone to see. Yeah. And so we got tickets for it, and then when we showed up, 
there it was different but i'm just thinking like maybe people didn't choose it because it was 3d and then they changed it to regular showing yeah i don't know it's... because no one was signing up for it because when once we got in it was packed so oh okay yeah i just like i for me i even forgot how they do 3d glasses so i was like is that good for covid for like am i are, do i trust they clean these like black goggles because remember the goggles that were like hell of yeah. a lot of plastic you like put them over your glasses if you're wearing glasses too. yeah they could totally shell over your glasses um but i forgot they have the ones that are in a package that you rip they're like personally sealed inside oh, right. the wrapper yeah. And then I'm like, man, this is like, this suck. This dude, are you really recycling these? What the yeah. hell is happening? It seems so wasteful and weird. Do 3D showings where it's bring your own 3D glasses, and then people just have to keep theirs. Yeah, they should. I mean, I might just keep mine the next time. Did Did they say anything like? Did they say Spider Man on them or anything like? That? No, they say. Like 3D vision or whatever yeah, the hell the company real D, is. 3D. Yeah, I have it, I have some uh, dread 3D glasses that I kept. Oh, they sick! Dread 3D on it. That's awesome. <laughs> those are the only ones I ever like. I saw plenty of 3D movies, and those are the only ones where it was like custom to the movie. Yeah, and that, that was at there was a height of 3D movies. It really has died now yeah, yeah. but there was where they they were like pushing that like that was the movie you saw was the 3d version and i've always not really been that much of a fan of it yeah. uh and with the mask too i mean for people who wear glasses they already get the fogging but yeah i'm not used to it so especially after running through the theater for my glasses uh-huh. So, anyways, that's uh, on 3D, everybody. Um, what else about Spider-Man No Way Home, Chris? Um, <clears throat> There's, like, rumors about how they're going to do another Spider-Man already in the, in the works. But mm-hmm. there's also rumors that they're going to do another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Uh, what's your opinion on that road? I think it's – I just think it's funny because there – before people were like, you know, oh, bring Amazing Spider – like Andrew Garfield didn't get a trilogy, but the other two did. Yeah. They should just do one. But the thing that's funny is like I feel like they could do one. And if they did it well, if they use the right people, like the same people that are doing the MCU stuff, I feel like it could make it – better than it ever was. Mm. Uh, but they were they were setting it up to be like a Sinister Six sequel. So it is interesting that I I just feel like if they did it, people would still go see it, especially now after this like what? kind of hype build up for him. Yeah, I so agree. I think it like and this you know my opinion on uh, superhero movies in general. I've already uh, said a lot of it here tonight where Dude, give us a new different Wolverine every year. I don't give a shit. And then give us them doing it again for sequels. You know, give yeah. me a new Spider-Man. We get it. We're not stupid. You know, when we saw the Thomas yeah. Jane Punisher and then the Punisher Warzone 
Or the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Yes. We're, we're not on, confused. Guys. We we get it. And we just want to see these cool characters that we love doing cool stuff. That's it. So, yeah, if that means a great Andrew Garfield movie, I, it's not going to stop me from then seeing the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. You know, so just give it yeah. to us. And I feel like audiences get it, especially with by now with this movie. It's like they have to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How can it, they not it, get it? This gave you a literal you're an idiot explanation to like, well, how does Andrew Garfield Spider-Man exist if I uh, Tom Holland exists? Oh, different dimensions? Okay, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, you needed an explanation that the different dimension exists. Okay, great. So I, I think you're right. This is like the big moment where there could be a turn or this is the big moment that says, no, forget the past. We're just moving forward with our star player. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the thing is like, they really ended his, his two movies on like the saddest note possible of any Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Besides, I guess this one is close in in the sense that he's lost MJ, you know, uh, in a way that, but at least she's not actually dead, you know? Yeah, he could get her back, but he's choosing to, to let her go forever. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a tragic like, ending for sure. Andrew, Andrew Garfield lost his love and couldn't save her and is like even in this movie says how he became unhinged and was like not pulling punches or and being possibly more violent in his attempt to stop crime and stuff like that. So it seems like he, his character is, it's so sad that his character doesn't get some sort of redemption after this. That's like a pity movie. Right. Yeah. He gets a moment, but yeah, like, we're ready to see him again, you know, I think. Yeah. It's a different – it's weird to see uh, these characters come back in age. Like, you see the Sunset series, right, before Sunset, after Sunset. Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen those where it's the same actors, like, every 10, 20 years they come back? Yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke and the actress's name. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is like it's the weird way where we get that with superheroes. Like we get to see Tobey Maguire's Sunset series. Yeah, yeah. And it, the thing is, like, it's cool to see them at a much later age, where you're like, you don't need to fill in the blanks. I get it. Like, yeah, people get older. Shit happens. They fall out of love or whatever. You know, it's like, let's just see where they are now and. Yeah, like I am interested to see any like go ahead uh, from Tom Holland's age to Tobey Maguire's age and show that Spider-Man then, you know, sad or show him as a millionaire, show him as a killer. Now, any of those I'm actually interested in. and I already get why he might be that way. Like, I don't need that much explaining. It's. Yeah. Uh, not that I think it should deviate that much as those examples, <laughs> if it is Spider-Man or Peter Parker, rather, but still. Um, yeah, there's... Oh, yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna uh, talk a little bit about the Doctor Strange ending. Uh, the, the, the oh, trailer. The scene. Yeah. Scene trailer. Trailer. A real a real bummer of a ending. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm that trailer or whatever you would call it. I guess it was kind of the trailer. Yeah. Uh Uh, I wouldn't say it made me all that excited for this universe of madness or whatever it is is called. This new Doctor Strange movie. Uh, But I am still excited for the movie. But uh, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I just um, the okay so. There's a couple things with this movie that I was hoping for that I knew we probably wouldn't get. One of which was like any sort of crossover with the Spider-Verse cartoon characters to be like a Looney Tunes. Oh, right. Even yeah. in passing, right? Like it just a, yeah, sh- a, a quick glimpse minute. of it or something. But um and and Venom, of course, but uh also just actually having like easing the introduction of a Miles Morales character or some sort of, or like spider Gwen, right? Yeah. Just something like that to be the thing that you definitely didn't see coming when you just assumed they're going to bring everyone back. That was old. So you're like, okay, well, and this, you know, so then it just shows this trailer and I'm like, fuck, I'm already going to see this. Like, I don't, this isn't going to be new. It's just going to be stuff I'm going to see again. So I was I was kind of bummed in that sense, but it, I mean it seems cool. I'm definitely stoked for it. I really do enjoy Sam Raimi's like cartoony style and like zooms on people's faces when they yeah, scream. He was added halfway through, or maybe not halfway through, but uh, I think like the director left and then they they replaced him with Sam Raimi. Yeah, it was Scott Derrickson and uh, uh, with. Um, uh, see Robert Cargill, one of my favorite writers, and they they got disconnected from the project at some point. But uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see what that all means for how much Raimi we actually get. Yeah, well, I heard I heard recently that they're doing like major reshoots for that movie. So, I'm I'm curious like how differently it's going to change and if they're like taking into account the Spider-Verse, how much of the Spider-Verse stuff they are, like, mm-hmm. utilizing for this movie story and stuff like that. Yeah, because I think we're going to see more more and more connection between the movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, they're just priming us for it. We understand it. People are seeing them. They understand that that's a bet that they can actually take versus, you know, many other movies if you say, hey, you got to watch this other one to get it you just say okay well later but they've put such a grip on the pop culture that yeah we will we will see it and again that's not my favorite type of movie uh like you know dune that was my big complaint that it just seemed like a movie for other movies to exist with um but if it's good it's good if it's entertaining it's entertaining i should say yeah uh, we should start to wrap it up, but uh, any other oh. thoughts about this movie? Um, one thing I want to talk about was how when Andrew Garfield Spider-Man talks about um, is MJ, 
he never says Gwen Stacy. He never says her name. And I think that that's like very intentional on their part because, you know, Spider-Man in this next movie is going to be going to college or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be with MJ anymore. But I'm oh, sure he'll, he'll still he go to school her. and like meet her. But it's like he can meet Gwen Stacy and he won't immediately be like, oh, I should know you because the other Peter had a relationship with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it won't make it so, weird for even any, you know, new audiences who heard that line to be like, oh, is it going to be a connection, you know? Yeah. Versus other yeah. people like like yourself who would just be like, oh, I get what's happening here. Yeah, that's, and, that's and interesting. In reverse, too, it would be interesting if they did an Amazing Spider-Man 3 and he meets MJ because she was never in those movies. They they filmed a scene with an MJ. Shailene Woodley played MJ that they, del- oh, they right. cut out of the second one. So like, you know that it's cool. Like for if they did that movie, that he would meet her, and then like that would put him on a path to like, you know, be a, a better person, a good life. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, and then actually one other thing is I just wanted uh, there to be a scene where a bunch of Aunt Mays and Uncle Ben's were there. Uh, they have an and orgy. It was just really awkward for him. Yeah. They have a uh, – It was a like a swingers party. Reloaded of... style orgy. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> that oh would be God. perfect. Well, I'm glad you want that, an orgy between all these people, Chris. I think you said that. Um, but yeah, ultimately really hot on this movie. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a sure bet. It's entertaining. I, uh, I wish it success. I, I do think there's like we alluded to and talked a little bit about the conversation of, uh, smaller movies that aren't franchise and whatnot. That's, I think that conversation has to be separate from the quality of this movie or if movies like this should exist. And I think they should, but also go pick out some, uh, some smaller movies to go see in theaters. Uh, I know once the pandemic, you know, chills out a little bit, I'll be trying to do that more than just seeing some of these bigger ones that we want to review and talk about. Yeah. And Chris, final thoughts and uh, any um, sequel, double feature, always hard for, these tentpole movies to do those. I don't really have one myself. Yeah. I mean, double features, all their Marvel movies at this point, I think, but for, yeah, for sequels, I was already talking about how, you know, uh, he can, meet, uh, Gwen Stacy or, uh, I forgot the, uh, for the next one, like, um, he can meet the character that play that beat is black cat. Oh right, right. Yeah, there, there's yeah. a lot of opportunities. Hardy. Morbius. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. Oh yeah, and how Morbius is gonna fit into all this <sighs> because his trailer has Vulture and like a Spider-Man in the background. Yeah, and he knows Venom. So, I am but Venom's Venom. from another, another alternate, alternate. Universe, yeah, if, so. if he knows Venom, does that mean that he's not from Tom Holland's universe for sure? I guess yeah, it does. It's like, what the fuck's going on there? Yeah, so that's gonna that alone is the only reason I really want to see that movie. I am gonna support Morbius the same way I supported Bloodshot 
the Vin oh. Diesel movie in that I'm going in a hundred percent and I know it's going to hurt me <laughs> and I know it's going to be <laughs> so bad that I can't hey, even defend it. But uh, Well, I mean the, you can defend every Jared Leto movie by his performance, right? True. So maybe we will get a very good Morbius performance from him. <laughs> I don't I, know. I mean, if, at least not, even if it's not good, at least you'll be able to laugh at his performance. True. And also Tyrese is in it. Yeah. So that, how could that's it be good. that? At least we got that. It's a stacked cast. Um, the only thing it's missing is Bruce Willis, and then we would know for sure it's going to be bad. <laughs> Bruce Willis and Thomas Jane. <laughs> and uh, Thomas Hayden Church clips from Wings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so that is our Spider-Man No Way Home review. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about The Matrix. Yes. So... Lots of movies coming out next week. The Matrix. The King's Man, Reno nine one one, the hunt for QAnon. Yeah. Don't look up. Adam McKay's new uh end of the world movie. And then uh I think Macbeth comes out next week. Yeah, so there's gonna be a lot to talk about. Theaters, yeah. I don't think there's any way we can't do a feature review of uh, uh the Matrix but we'll probably be watching and talking about all that stuff. So make sure to keep up your movie watching as well. Everybody, this is Beat It Movie Review. Share us with your friends. Email us. Tell us uh, what you like about the show. And, well, happy holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas. No, we don't say that. Happy oh, holidays. shit. Yeah. I fucked up. I'm oh, going to have to replace God. you. Damn it. I'm kidding. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Later, y'all. Bye.